everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Blair. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 121. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, the show is getting off to such a nice start. <laughs> All of a sudden, random dub. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mako-chan, what was that? That was bad, and you should feel bad. I don't know. I can't hear you over the oh, epic God troll thing. <laughs> I had a feeling when you posted on Facebook, and... I, I just knew it was either going to be something trolling me or something trolling Ari. Or something trolling both of us. Or something trolling both of us. But, yeah, I, I knew something was coming. <laughs> well, that's because when I played the pre-show last week, I had the wrong song. And I come to realize I didn't even have this when I thought I did. So I went, thanks to the power of the YouTubes, and I grabbed it. <laughs> time well spent. <sighs> You're a dick. No, I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but... You're my certified asshole, so it's all right. Who's still hiding under a rock from this? Because I know better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we are live tonight, week of July 9th, 2013. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. If you're part of the Vogue Network uh, forums, now is the perfect time for you to check in and earn cool points by just being part of Vogue Network. If you're not part of it, just go to the website. Free signups, get swag points, cool stuff. And if you are want to join our interactive chat room, you can find us also at live.vognetwork.com. Or if you have a chat client such as uh, XChat, Chatzilla, Merck, or Colloquy, it's irc.gamesurge.net, and the chat room is Vog. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I think that was quite successful. I really think it was. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay, okay. It would have been more successful if you didn't, you know, like, warn everybody that it was going to happen. Yes, but I didn't say where. You know me. I like to poke and stir the pot just to get people interested. You don't have to say where. As soon as you start posting shit-eating grins in chat, <laughs> posting on Facebook that, like, you're troll-a-lolling, I knew something was going to happen, so <laughs> I, I know you it's too well. Yeah, but the fact of the matter remains, I still got you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was coming, but... That's why I did, because I, I, I wasn't expecting that. 
that's why I did it because I was I know your mind was gonna start going. What is he trying to do? Because I knew Ray was gonna try to figure out what I was planning, and I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, you interrupted my reading for that shit. <laughs> I think it was well worth it too. Not really. Oh, please. It was just more slash fiction on fanfiction.net. It's not Actually, slash fiction. Actually, I got rid of all the uh, R-rated, the X-rated stuff, like, years ago. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Really did. Adultfanfiction.net's the place to go for that stuff. There is a will, there's a way. Or fanfiction.net if you've got really good fans that don't tattle on you. Exactly. Behold. No, they run fan. that place like a mafia nowadays. Well, yeah. Well, you just gotta know which which of the made men you gotta be cool with. All you have to do is allude to certain things and use flowery flowery language, and they won't pull it. In other words, it's like writing a trashy romance novel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what the hell is going on, but eh. <laughs> Whatevs. If we go to the chat room real quick, we're, uh, a couple of you are talking about going to Canada and Toronto, and I had said, at least it's not Quebec, and Ray J goes, hey, screw you, Ron. Quebec's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's awesome until you mess with the French language and you bring in English words. Then they want to mm-hmm. hang you by lay neck. Lay neck? Lay neck. Uh huh. Do either of you speak French? No. Neither do I. Yes. Just because you remember that one line from the Moulin Rouge song that was originally done by Aretha Franklin does not count. No, I studied a couple years in French, a French, so I know a little bit more than that. I could not have a conversation with somebody, but I know enough. Well, in like that- the second Matrix movie, it's like wiping your ass with silk. Yeah, sure it is. So it's like it's pretty much that's all you can say. It's all you can say. It's all you can say. <laughs> oh God! Starting to sound like um the character from Carrie, where they're all going to laugh at you. Yeah, well, they're doing a remake of that movie. Can they you already, believe it? They already did the remake. Where you've already been? done a remake of that movie. No, but I mean for well, no, they did a they did a sequel of the movie. Now they're doing a remake of the original. Wait, what? I could have yeah, sworn that what came out was Carrie. What? Yeah, they did a they did a sequel. It was her her daughter who ended up with her powers and going to high school, and they didn't manifest until she hit puberty and had her first period and she ended up killing a bunch of people and then she jumped off of the roof of the school and killed herself so that nobody else would have to worry. Yeah, that was the uh, sequel. And now they're doing a remake of the original. Which I don't really have a problem with as long as they make it as dark as the book. Mm. Okay, okay. So, fair enough. Fair enough. So... Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Fuck. Um, Are you on I've your been third... working a lot. Are you on your third bottle of Patron now? No, God, I wish. I, uh... More like the sixth. <laughs> no, I have work early in the morning. I can't drink tonight. Next week, though. All bets are off. Yeah. 
all bets are off. I'm off that Tuesday and that Wednesday. But yeah, so uh, the owner came in today, basically did the schedules for the next two weeks. And while I have off for my barbecue, and that's all well and good, I'm working the next seven days straight. Maybe they realize you're a hard worker. Well, I mean, granted, I was only supposed to be, like, he told me that when I first started, I would only be working about 20 hours. And that first week, that's all I worked was 20 hours. Mm -hmm. And then it went up to 31 hours. And then it went up to 39 and a half hours. Next week is 41 and a half hours. The following week is 39 and something hours. Whoa. And it would be more if I didn't request off for that Saturday and Sunday. Or that I leave early that Saturday. Well, there, there is a saying. Good packed meals are hard to find. Yeah, shut up. No, it's just, I'm, I'm, I, I don't mind the job. Mm -hmm. I mind the owners. They're fucking idiots. I... Today... Today, we had to price a whole shitload of stuff that just came in. It's brand new merchandise. It's mm -hmm. not out yet. It doesn't really have prices. So the main owner said, well, whatever price they suggest, that's what you're going to put it down. Right. So we had to go through, had to be probably a thousand different pieces that all had to be priced. And then one of the other owners came up and said, those are all priced incorrectly. Oh, Jesus. So, who gets to volunteer and sit there and move all the merchandise from one cart to another and reprice everything? Me. You got volunteered, you mean? I got volunteered, exactly. And by volunteered, everybody took one step back and it was too late for you to notice. Yep. No, it was more along the lines of, Patty, you're going to do this. And they don't even call me Patty, they call me Pat. Which annoys the fuck out of me, but... Whatever. You, you, you know what's running through my head right now, right? What? Sorry, Night Live. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. But yeah, so I'll get through everything and uh, get to drink my ass off for the barbecue. And that's all, I'm at. that's all I care about. This much I can say, when you work for a company that's a franchise... <laughs> Shit will happen. I spent six months in our franchise subway. I will I'm never. Sorry. <laughs> I would never work for another subway again unless I knew it was a corporate store. But that's probably far and few, so that shit's not happening. I just wonder how the hell they're still doing anything because they've been running the same business for thirteen years and they can't run shit. So I have no idea how the hell they're still moving along. People know where to go to buy shit, so you know, hey. It ain't like you need Business Rescue to roll up in there to break shit down. Yeah, that's true. They are one of the only party stores in the area. That too. But still, ugh. Could be worse. You could be the janitor. I am the janitor. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. We take we take turns having to clean, and that means cleaning the bathrooms, cleaning the floors, cleaning the windows. They don't have people to come in and do that. Hmm. 
You spent an hour taking trash out on Sunday. At least you're not wiping up kid puke. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm I'm sure if something along that line came up, I would be doing that too. Mm -hmm. because and as soon as they told me to do that, I'd say, "See ya." And at the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, we have Anson Mark. With, yeah, a friend of mine worked in a subway that was a franchise. They pretty much screwed her over. Yeah, I know that feeling. They started me at X amount. Told me after after a few weeks, I was gonna get a higher rate. I didn't get the higher rate till he till he till I re he realized I was miss I was skipping shifts to work at my other job. So, and I'm like, I can't believe I gave up CVS to work here. Anywho, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Let's see. <clears throat> I'd seen this is the end this last week, and I Ooh, you know, I mentioned it last week. I forgot was it was it this week or last week? I I'd seen this as the end. It would turn out to be a lot funnier than we thought because there was a surprisingly deep plot to it. How was it? I don't it, know if though? you guys are interested in seeing it yourselves. I kind of want to see it. Oh, it's very funny. The part where Emma Watson holds the guys up with the fire axe and steals all their booze, it's hilarious. I don't know. I, I think I probably would have taken a chance in my life to tackle her from taking all the booze. Well, the next thing after this, Hermione just took all our shit. Mm. But uh, I also got my right ear pierced to uh, match the left one after having having two earrings in one ear for mm -hmm. twenty some odd years. Okay. Yeah, I was just sick of looking at the uh, asymmetry of it all. And plus, I'm I'm far too old to deal with the you know hidden meaning behind piercings bullshit. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that's all in the 90s, so, you know, it's all... I think it's all said and done, you know. I got it done at a, this place in Philly called Infinite Body Piercing on the... I think 4th Street it was. Yeah, 4th mm -hmm. Street. They're, they're real nice and they're real clean, real sterile. They... You know, they, uh... They really know what they're doing. They don't use piercing guns either because that apparently leads to a lot of different, uh complications and uh, adverse swelling and infection and shit like that. Mm. Not regular ear piercings. That's all I got. It's two regular ones. But I mean, well, like, they don't use guns for uh, other body parts. Yeah, I had uh, my cartilage at the top of my ear. They used a gun and it didn't heal right. So I had to take it out. Anything going through cartilage, they shouldn't use a gun with. But if it's just a regular ear piercing, that shouldn't be a problem. Eh, it is. But they're nice people in there. Did you at least tip the guy? Oh, of course. There you go. I gotta leave these in for about a month and a half to two months to... There's an amber and an amethyst. Mm. They're space holders for now until I can get a... Get the same things on each side. Oh, that's good, that's good. So it's still technically asymmetrical. Fuck. It's, it kind of sucks now because I I have that uh, Turtle Bay headset that I use for my 360, yeah. and it's only got one earphone, and I usually wear it over my right ear, but I'm wearing it on the left this time because it hurts too much to put that on there, and it, gotcha. it's kind of throwing me off because I'm not used to it. But I can adapt to it just fine. Yeah, I kind of understand because it's like I love my headphones, like big ones, 
that cover my ears for like massive surround sound. But how, what usually happens maybe after about thirty or so minutes, my e- the top of my ears start to hurt because of my glasses. It's pressing up against the up against it, and that pressure kind of leads to indentation. But you know the um, the A thirties. I unless I have them on for maybe about three or four three hours, which I think I've done once. That's why I might feel something, you know. So it's not so bad. They're also kind of to let me put the last handful of business cards I still had with the like on their uh, display with the like all these different uh, flyers and uh, placards for different uh, DJs and mm-hmm. artists and such in the Philadelphia area. That's good. Uh, let's see. Why? So yeah, that was my week mostly. Okay. And why do I have a text message? I'll check it later. So anywho. Things are pretty okay with me. I got, I checked out my midterm grades. A minus, A minus, B, B, and a C. So that's not so Congrats. Bad. Thanks. I just need to push the C up. It's the management of technology class. So I thought it would be a lot lower because I missed a test, but I have another test coming up next week, so that shouldn't be so bad. Yeah, you're actually going to study? It's open book. Uh... But you know what? Teachers are getting smart with the open book exams now because you know what they're doing? Hmm. They're throwing in real world situation questions to see that you actually memorized the um the work. Because that is what kicked my ass in my Security Plus class for the final. I got a 66 on the final, still walked out the class with an A. And that surprised uh-huh. the hell out of me. Because yeah, you when can... I went to college the mm-hmm. first time, they uh, one of the professors thought that giving the open book test was a would, would uh, you know hurt you because you're had a dependency on the open book for your notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was their mindset with it. See, but here's the thing: in IT, when you take a lot of these tech classes, ninety-nine percent of the teachers, everything is open book because the fact of the rem- matter remains is. A lot of what's in those textbooks, you are not going to know in a real-world situation. It's not going to come to you. And besides, if you are a technician working for a company, nine times out of ten in your office will be half those books as reference tools. And everybody has them. Hmm. Um, let's see what else is going on. I think that's just about it. Just cleaning up from having a couple of people over last week, and yeah, it gets a little cr- cramped to hit with three people. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been playing more Borderlands and trying to figure out this one mission. I think I might have to find somebody for co-op so I can clear it, but eh, it's not so bad. Did you pick up a Project Cross Zone yet? With what money? Oh, never mind. I want to check it out because everyone is saying it's a special successor to Namco Cross Capcom, which is my favorite RTS game of all time. Same fighting system, same kind of story, but uh, you know, with uh, the addition of Sega, there's more people, more uh, more companies to dive into, like a uh, Shining Force, uh, Rival Schools, stuff like that. It works for me, you know. Hey. Oh, yeah, I went to a barbecue on Saturday, and my friend Gary. Yeah, I've come to realize that when I'm hanging out with Gary, do not let him know you have 
female friends that are very well endowed because he will berate you into bringing them to the next get together. Meanwhile, his wife is standing right next to him. Classy. Yeah, she doesn't really care because he because she knows for a fact they're not going to give him the time of day. So, huh. but then again, he's a boob man. So hey. Uh, let's see. That's pretty much the gist of it. So, we got some good articles coming up, and we're going to have a guest on the show tonight. Uh, one half of Carmen Luna cosplay. Uh, Emily, she's going to tell us about Anime Matsuri, which connects to the whole article about Sci-Fi's reality show. I think this is going to be quite interesting. Yeah, that reminds me I'm working on a new cosplay. Oh? Who is it? I'm actually... Uh, going to be talking with the ladies from Kinmoku Revolution about creating a uh, Lolita outfit for me based yeah. on Deadpool. I like that. I, I, you know, Nick gave me And it's not going to it's not going to be Deadpool and Lolita. It's going to be Lolita Deadpool. Hmm. Either one of those sounds awesome. So it's what you can be wearing a Lolita dress and you just had the Deadpool mask on with the with the ponytail? No, it's um, it's going to be full Lolita, just with a Deadpool theme. The black and red, like he wears. It's going to be the black and red, and then um, a wig with pigtails in black and red. And then I was thinking, instead of doing actual weaponry, I would have a parasol in black and red. And then hanging from the parasol, I would have small little guns and swords and grenades and they look like crap like that. Mm. Yeah. Just hanging from the parasol, and that those would be the weapons that I would hang uh, that I would have. That sounds like a good idea because I'm also getting a commission from them as well. I know, I saw that. Yes, I am bringing back uh, Naval Barrett, as some people like to say, Sailor Barrett. So I figure Nauticons is coming up. Why not? And since we are talking about the lovely ladies at Kinmoku Revolution. They have decided to help us out for an upcoming contest. I think the best way we're going to do it is just basically liking the post and we're going to give it away on next week's show or the show week after. They have an awesome um <coughs> excuse me. They have an awesome Sailor Moon locket they're going to give away. I have to ask uh Say to resend me the image so I can post it because for some reason that image is not in the in the folder where I thought it would be. So I'm going to get it posted shortly so everyone can take a look at it. I was going to do like a cosplay contest, but that's going to cause problems. So, you know, I'm going to post the image. You like the image, share it around. Then next, most likely next week's show or the, sh- or the week after, we'll pull everybody's names from in a random generator. And we're going to give it away. Simple as that. Awesome. Yeah. So, I think that's just about it for now. So, let's, uh, wait. Yes, as Anton Mark says, there's an image. Barrett and Seifuku. Close. No. Why do I think I've seen something like that? Are you looking for it? Yes, I am. And Hockey Common wants you to cosplay um, the a la carte chick from Blas Blue. Uh, no, I'll stick with Deadpool, thanks. You know, and that got me thinking, you know, why, um, 
Why? I I just told I have a friend of mine, uh, Chibiusa, and I'm and I sent her this text message. Why have you done Lolita Chibi Moon? I mean, think Isn't about that. Kind of redundant. No, 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 no. No, I mean, if you picture the senshi, if you turn like the the, the skirt more into like a Lolita style dress, and you kind of put like like the brooches like right where the dress begins at the skirt area it could work if you if you turn them all if you lolita all of them and include include tuxedo common with a sign that says i lost a bet (laughs) should we buy you more time while you find this image mako yeah i'm thinking now that it wasn't um Barrett and a sailor Fuku. I think it was uh, Barrett dressed as a starlight. Oh God! I have seen Barrett as Sailor Jupiter for a skit a few years ago. Actually, I think I've seen that. I think I have those pictures. Now that I think about I it, I was at that con. I think it was a Capticon. <laughs> well, we can go on break, and I can search for it then. That sounds about right. Uh, let me find um, the blockage. All right, here we go. So we'll be back.
you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VogNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash the Brooklyn Otaku. So, yeah. Well, since, for those of you who, did, who, who have not listened live, what I do is a pre-show. You know, get some music to kind of get, get the ball rolling, kind of get people pumped. From time to time, I inadvertently troll my staffers and the people in the chat room. Truth of the matter is, 9 out of 10, it, it's purely by accident because I didn't know they were going to react this way. It's a song that I like. But the one time I plan out a troll, Michael John decides to get back at me. You bitch. <laughs> yep. That's, that's, that's terrible. Just terrible. Not really. I'm, I'm, this, I'm going to have to post this on the fan page later. That, that, was, that was just bad. Which it's one? Terrible, and you should feel bad. The yeah. crossover, the crossover, the one where they're all in dresses. Oh, uh, the crossovers. That's just. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've had that picture for so many years. I don't know where I found it. I can't even find it on Google. Just for like, just searching now. It's probably around, but you really have to dig, um, for it. Yeah, I mean it's probably a good 10, 11 years old that I've had that picture. Yeah. Hmm. And, and here the one of uh, Rey Mysterio doing a, his version of Sailor Jupiter didn't do anything for you? I was amused by that. Like I said, it could have been worse. It could have been Sincata. Sincata would fry his own ass. <laughs> exactly. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, uh, Misty thanks you for for that. Of course. Just remember, payback's a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to be there, actually, confine me to pay me back. And I always do. Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your internet threats do not. Uh, uh, bother me as much as they probably should. <laughs> but when I'm actually it's there... It's an internet threat. Yeah. It might, it might as well be not saying anything at all. Well, it's not like we're invoking Godwin's law over here. Like yeah. the phrase goes, say that to my face, motherfucker, not online, see what happens. Exactly. Okay. Alright, so... Let's get the uh, topics at hand here, so... Wrong background track. One second. I really, I think I have to re- actually readjust some of the names of some of this stuff. 
There we go. All right, we're going to bring Emily on, and she's going to help us with the first article um, about Sci-Fi Channel. And I, uh, I was just, I was just kind of freak fearing, freak out that something like this was going to happen. And lo and behold, god damn it, Comcast! Your connection shot the bed or something? No, remember, Sci-Fi Channel is owned by NBC Universal. Who owns NBC Universal? Disney. Nope, Comcast. Oh, whoops, wrong one. That's ABC. Yeah. Oh, phone's ringing, and it's ringing. Oh. Hey, hey. Ma calling Austin. Come in, Austin. Ma calling Austin. Come in, Austin. We are fine. How about you? I'm pretty good. And you're sounding pretty good, loud and clear, right, right on your phone. Yeah, the uh, the Samsung Galaxy S3 is pretty good for Skype. Ooh, I have one of those. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know, we kind of laid out um, some music for you. Hope you like. Yay. <laughs> All right, and this is your first time live. You might as well just, if you want to go ahead, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Hello, this is Emily. I am Luna Lady of Light from Karma Luna Cosplay. If you heard our interview from, I think it was a couple months ago, yeah. we talked about our experience with World Cosplay Summit and uh, just how much fun it was, how great it was to interact with uh, like-minded cosplayers. Which, and you know, and I have to, and I have to admit. You really opened my eyes about uh, WCS because I I was just thinking it was gonna be a lot of snark this and that, but evidently it's not, and I can respect that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that when they heard we were doing it would be like, "Oh, you mean the cosplay pageant? Ha ha ha!" And it's it's a lot of fun actually, and most of the people that are participating in the prelims and the people that you meet throughout it are all on the older side, so you have a lot less, I'm 16, this is my first con and my first cosplay, you don't have to deal with as much of the, like, I, I made this costume out of cardboard and construction paper, which is awesome if you're starting somewhere, but when you're trying to compete on a serious level. would be unintentionally hilarious, like that one guy... Who wrote Gundam on it and became famous? <laughs> that's funny though. <laughs> See, that's a step up from that's a step up from um, Solid Snake box cosplay. I think that was like second generation. So I think it was still pretty good. So yeah, I, I have to admit I'm a, a purpose fan. In the... <laughs> well, I tell you what: if you do Metal Gear box cosplay, you really want to be popular at a con. Sit in the box, start throwing random packages of ramen. They will be gone before they hit the floor. Oh, no. Because <laughs> attendees got to eat. <laughs> so, anywho, let's get down to the matter at hand here. Sci-Fi Channel reveals cast of cosplay reality competition. Now, originally they were going to have two shows. Cos World, which was supposed to be the reality-based competition show, and hero, oh, yeah, and Heroes of Cosplay, where they go around with different cosplayers about what they do, how they give back, and so on and so forth. But they merged both shows together. Yeah. Well, my first experience with these folks, I'm thinking 
if they're the same group, there was a uh, camera crew following Yaya, Monica, and Jessica Negri around um, Katsukon 2012. And um, Monica actually stopped to talk to me for a few minutes because I actually, I was acquaintances with her before she started hanging out with the famous crowd. That and, always happens. And, yeah, and she, she said, oh, hey, you made it. And I was like, yeah. And she was talking to me for a few minutes, and then Jessica Negri actually pulled her, and they had to go do a TV thing. But that, from that point, that was the only experience I'd had with them in 2012. We fast forward to uh, 2013, and we're in Houston, arriving to the Hyatt Regency Houston downtown for um, Anime Matsuri. Mm-hmm. And Christy and I got there pretty early on Thursday. We were there by lunchtime. And okay. Thursday, it was pretty quiet. Um, I ran into Yaya later that evening, but only before we were all going out to dinner. And she was doing something else. And there weren't any hint of any hints at all of what was to come, honestly. The uh, next morning, Friday, when we went downstairs, we had our costume judging on Friday for WCS finals and yeah. for the prelims. Mm-hmm. So we went downstairs. We didn't bother putting our makeup on because Christy was wearing a different costume that day. I wasn't going to cosplay at all because I just wanted to hang out and look around. And right. Harl, Harl is a really complicated costume, and it kind of makes you not want to wear anything but it. <laughs> If that makes any sense, because I had so much makeup on and the headpiece was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But uh, we go downstairs and the first thing we see are these signs that say, Attention, you may be filmed for such and such productions, short film of this and that. Right. And we were like, okay. So the, as we walked out, after, after we did judging, a bunch of us actually went out for lunch and we saw camera crews just standing near the entrances, filming out over the crowds leaving and filming out over the crowds coming. And we were like, okay, well, that's interesting. But it didn't really occur to us what it was until uh, Saturday night when uh, we, were, we were scheduled to be in the backstage room behind main events where where the green room was because mm-hmm. we all had to set up our our sets and our props and when we we got down there our box is probably i think they said it was 15 or like 18 pounds it's not that heavy yeah. but so it's kind of cumbersome and hard to get through a crowd so we we started heading in that we were told the exactly what room it was. The WCS one of the reps had taken a picture with her phone and posted it. We had a a special group for uh, finalists and for prelim competitors to tell us where stuff was and to tell you the exact like name of the room the convention center uses. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't get confused, you know, because there was a lot of rooms. It was a really the hotel layout was so screwy for a hotel. It was kind of like Yomacon version two. It's stacked conventions, in my experience, don't don't do very well just because they don't handle the congestion of the attendees very well. That sounds right. Yeah, it creates a lot of trouble just because you have you have problems getting through. And we had this big box. It's probably about how long is that thing? It's um, this box is probably three and a half feet long. Mm-hmm. And um. 
two of us carrying it, one in front, one in back, we still had to tell people, hey, can you move? We need to get this box through. And we started to head towards main events and security officers cut it off and said, oh, you can't come this way. And so we, we were standing there and Christy and I asked, why can't we come that way? Oh, well, there's, there's, uh, it's two capacity over here. You can't go this way. And we were like, well, we're scheduled to be over there for an event. It doesn't matter if you think it's to capacity. We are supposed to be there at this time. Right. And they wouldn't let us through. It was some private security company. It wasn't even con security. Uh, we actually tried to get a hold of hotel security. And Houston police was actually there trying to help out. It was so bad. Oh, we geez. ended up getting rerouted to another room on the opposite side where Basically, we had to sit for 45 minutes just waiting because apparently I, I've been calling it a mockumentary because I can't take this project seriously. They were filming their mockumentary over there in the green room that was scheduled to be WCS's room for that night. And we didn't get in there until an hour or so after just because it took so much time to get everyone's stuff through the crowded hallway just around a corner. It was ridiculous. That was the first sign of trouble. <laughs> it was it was pretty crazy. And um, when we were sitting there in the green room after we'd gotten most of our stuff together, Christy and I had the easiest set to put together. So we were done in a matter of clicking some pipes together and hanging some curtains. So we were done in, I think, five minutes. And uh, by the time... Rin and some of the others got there after the masquerade and after they changed and they'd had something to eat because they'd just been not able to do anything all day. They'd mm -hmm. been stuck with judging. She, uh, she had told me the day before, but she showed me a picture on her phone of the uh, entry sheet for um, Scruffy Rebel and Monica Lee. Scruffy Rebel is Victoria mm -hmm. Schmidt, I think is her name. And uh, these two were were thinking that they were instructed to do this by the show to cause drama because Rin was um, Rin was announced as a judge for Matsuri months upon months in advance. Right. And, and she pulls out her phone and she shows me this picture of the judging sheet and there's Miyaka and Yui. The same costumes that Rin and Crystal won Team USA with in 2010. And I'm kind of sitting there looking at it like, oh, that's funny. That's that's funny. And then she tells me, oh, yeah, by the way, they waved ribbons around on stage, which was a huge part of their skit in 2010 right. that won Team USA. Okay. And that that was just the breaking point for me because I, I could not believe that these two ladies would knowingly go into something ripping off the people that were judging it well <laughs> it's ballsy if nothing else yeah yeah insane we, but ballsy we were pretty sure that the show had told them to do it and um oh that that, <laughs> that i truly believe because it's like this the company comes in and we're like we're going to do we ha we're doing a show and we need you know access to various parts of the convention con sure absolutely come on in they show up people start to complain hey you guys you kind of can't be can you kind of step back a little um, yeah show 
hands the con hush money convention as you were. You know, that's the thing, though. John Lee, the con chair of AM, is a really great guy, and I really don't think he expected it to go the way it did. No. Um, One of the big issues was the production company. I don't know if it was the producer or not, but they had actually approached Matt Surrey's cosplay department asking if a special category could be created for these two girls so that no matter what, they could go in and win. What? Yeah, and um, of course, anime, anime Matsuri stood their ground and said, no way. And these two girls, what's the, well, what surprises me is Scruffy Rebels, fairly well known for having really good craftsmanship, mm-hmm. but these two ladies came into their judging with pieces falling off of them during judging. Um... So there was no way they were getting an award. I mean, AM was hosting the WCS National Finals and a prelim, and their contest brings in a ton of talent. So there was pretty high stakes in this competition, in this convention, cosplay-wise, for the entire weekend. And you come in with stuff falling off and expect to win. It was was such a joke. And it's, it's frustrating that the show felt they needed to do this to make it more interesting. Because there was so much talent in that convention in that weekend that they could have gotten awesome footage of so many people. Not just these, like, five or six. I don't even care however many they've picked for their stupid show. (laughs) But they could have had so much cool talent and there were locations for cool video shoots. They could have interviewed people from all across the country because of WCS. And they didn't. Because they were too interested in making toddlers for tiaras cosplay. Wow. Yeah. And um, Yaya even said that she she pretty much was upset that she even agreed to do it in the first place. And, uh, yeah. You gotta, I don't mean to cut you off, but you gotta understand, when Hollywood gets it's their fangs on a fandom or something like that, it is not going to go the way you expect it unless the people that are doing it are complete and total fans of said fandom. Now, if we yep, go to the... Exactly. Yeah, if you go to the chat room real quick here, uh, Washi Otaku says, I doubt there was hush money. It's more like, hey, we're going to be on TV. Followed by, <laughs> uh, uh, followed by him saying, that's not a surprise that producers would want to rig the convention. And, oh, yeah. And we have um, Scarlet who says sci-fi was covering the AX masquerade and Elodia was one of the judges and they were told that she was giving a secret award <laughs> and she was backstage the whole time during the show, not watching the masquerade. Huh. Lovely. Yeah. That's totally how judging works. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm a very, I, if, if any of you listeners are not familiar with me, I'm a very, dry humor sarcastic person and a lot of people think that i'm just mean as heck but i'm a really like compassionate human being with a big heart but some of this stuff just makes me lose my faith in humanity because people think they can get away with this crap and that just angers me it's like really you think we're all that dumb well it's not when you said when you said mockumentary i was thinking yeah you know if if they did a a cosplay movie with the same vein as This Is Spinal Tap, that would be awesome. Yeah, but we would oh, have yeah. to do the movie. Wait, what's this? It's not the first time a 
company that's been recording has done stuff just to make things more dramatic either. Yeah. No, definitely not. I mean, look at what was going on with uh, the whole TLC geek dating thing. Oh. Where, I mean, the the one where the mother went on the date with the two of them. She was going to let... Yep. She was going to let them, they, they did an interview with her afterwards, some company did one, and she's like, I was going to let them go off on their own, and the production company said, no, we want you to go around with them. So she yeah. was forced to go on the date with them just to e- e- create Wait, which more one drama. Was her kid, the uh, guy or the girl? The girl. Oh. That's- so, she, I mean, she went there with her daughter um, because her daughter had never gone to a convention before. And then she was going to let um, the two of them go on their date together. And the production company is like, well, no, we want you to go around with them. And she's like, what? If it was- and, and it was just to, just to bring more drama into it for no apparent reason whatsoever except for drama. And to, to make the, either the daughter look like she was some naive little girl or the mother seem overprotective. And because of that, it made the guy look like a creeper. Would have made the guy look like a, a huge man shot if it if that was if it was his mom on a date. Mm-hmm. Okay, we go to the chat room again. The chat room is on fire tonight. We have from yeah. Scarlet. Well, we're talking a sophisticated view of hentai as a fa- at a farm. <laughs> and also, Washu Otaku says, "Yeah, he saw that, and it made her look worse." And. Everybody's talking is complaining about this. How cosplay is so mainstream. Cosplay, so, cosplay went mainstream almost ten years ago with MTV. I should know. Yep. I was there. I was on that special when he talked about Final Fantasy with Yuffie Bunny. I made a comment for five seconds. At that point, cosplay was officially mainstream. <laughs> You're a pioneer, good sir. Oh please. Well. You know, another thing about this, uh, this, this I mockumentary mm. is um, Yaya has actually been trying to do everything in her power to make it look as positive as possible, and the producers fully intended to change it however they. Of course, they're going to change it however they want. It's going to be toddlers and tiaras or dance moms, and um, oh my god. <laughs> one of the producers actually talked one of my friends was competing in the anime Matsuri cosplay contest the Saturday night and the producer looks at her and says oh yeah we like to film the bad contest because that's where the money shots are so basically they want to make all of us look like a bunch of delusional fools okay now no matter what you do you, you, go, you can't make it look good really unless you're the one behind it like if I was interviewing you and you're telling me all the good stuff about cosplay and this and that, if I if I wanted to, but I won't because I don't have the time nor the patience to do this. But I could just take that interview and just edit it to make you sound like a fool and be like, that's not what I said. Like that one episode. A franken cut is what it's called. Yes, a franken cut. That's what's going to yeah. happen. No matter how good Yaya Han's going to play this out, in the end, she's going to look bad along with everybody else. And the sad and the thing, and the thing is, all of those contracts have in there that your your stuff will be edited, mm-hmm. and you've signed oh, that yeah. stuff. 
You sign that stuff, you're allowing them to make whatever edits, however they want to make you look. That's how they're going to make you look. And you signed your you, you signed it away. Yep. Yep, you sign your life away when you do that crap. <laughs> Just like the whole Cosway Pillows debacle. <laughs> Let's not go there. Yeah, but anyway. No, the really the really sad thing is there's and I, I was telling somebody this last night. I'm just throwing this percentage out there. Mm-hmm. This is my my assumption of what I know of the cosplay community. That there's probably 80% of the community that gets overlooked because they're either big, a crossplayer, or don't show off their TNA. And this show picked, even though, you know, Ricky Lakote of Lab 406, I think is what her company is called. She is super talented. She's mm-hmm. awesome. She does a lot of stuff that's philanthropic. She's a really great lady, and her cosplay's awesome. But the the rest of the folks on it are all what I call TNA cosplayers. Mm. They they cosplay that shows off their body, and that's gonna continue to perpetuate the image that cosplayers are sexual deviants, which a lot of us are not. True. So that. That kind of makes me annoyed as well that they didn't choose a very diverse group. They kind of went boobs, 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 shirtless dude. Let's go. Uh, and you also forgot <laughs> when you said TNA, I immediately thought, oh god, TNA Impact Wrestling cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> um, not for nothing. I mean, I think the um, I, I th- the women of TNA would be will be a lot more exciting to watch than this. I mean, really. Yeah. And Emily, as you were talking about what they're picking and what they're in the whole eighty percent, there's one that you forgot to mention, which is quite okay in my book because even I don't think it's a big deal. Don't forget, also, if you're not of a particular color or creed, you know. And let me guess, they're all white as a driven snow. Most likely, except for Yaya Han. So, well, you know, those those blue skin space aliens get a lot of hentai made about them. Thanks, Touche. <laughs> Touche. Because <laughs> we were talking about this on a friend's uh, Facebook, and they were going off about this, and I'm like, "Look, they're they're going to go with with what sells and what gives them ratings. That's what it boils down to. It has nothing to do with being racist or fascist or whatever. They're going to pick what makes them money. Simple exactly. as exactly. Oh yeah, that's just how it works. I mean, I have I have a degree in, in uh, theater. I mean, I freaking Work in theater, so there you go. <laughs> That's just how it is. So, unfortunately, yeah. So, also, it seems that they're also doing a PBS special on cosplay coming out of Atlanta, which I hope will counter this because I am not looking forward to the fact I have to watch all six of these episodes sober. <laughs> well, my my friend Kathy, God save the Queen fashions. Mm-hmm. She is going to be featured on the PBS special coming out of Atlanta. So I know if she's in it, there's probably a good chance that they're going to be pretty faithful to the hard work put in and how, how uh, much intelligence that some of these people have, because Kathy is an extremely smart lady. She has built her business entirely around cosplay. She is an amazing crafter and tailor and she i'm basically convinced she can do anything so <laughs> a, a friend of mine was her model for for uh barrel at ohio con a couple of years back and i, I was floored yeah. by that but um, yeah that that was killer yeah but um let's take a look at our list of competitors and i i have some 
nice music that kind of fits because if you think about it, it's kind of the truth. Let's kind of get the ball rolling. I think this is kind of this would be appropriate for this right about now. <laughs> because when it comes down to the nitty gritty, if you could, you would stab somebody for a cosplay award. Sometimes <laughs> it can't be that bad. <laughs> nah. Okay. Number one, Yaya Han. Yaya is one is acknowledged is one of the acknowledged legends of cosplay whose entrance at each convention always in full costume, never fails to create a stir. A source of inspiration and intimidation to the contestants, Atlanta-based Yaya Han is often a judge at contests. Okay, first things first, not trying to knock her down, but I didn't know there was Legends of Cosplay. I, I'm expecting to go down to, to uh, GameStop and reserve my copy of the Legends of Cosplay fighting game for <laughs> PS3. Okay. As long as you're on the cover, I'll buy the collector's edition of it. <laughs> I'm probably a downloadable content character. <laughs> now, you, me and Maka would be uh, assist moves for you. You don't like want Ari you, and I jump in and like fucking punch the guy across the room or something. You don't. Pop out. You don't want me in a fighting game. My special people, I would take them down and mug them for their wallet and run off the screen. <laughs> That's a super combo right there. Yes. <laughs> Next up. Ricky Lakote, Ricky moved from rural Canada to the United States to follow her passion for cosplay. A special effects technician on sci-fi films, she is also the founder of Cosplay for a Cause, which raised money for victims for the Japanese tsunami, which I think is a wonderful thing that she's doing. But the fact that she founded this and the sci-fi tech, uh, sci-fi uh, special effects and stuff, that's probably how she got in. It's getting to the point of not what you know, who you know is like what you know more or less <laughs> all right monica lee she's from atlanta a student of georgia Te- institute of technology where she's majoring in industrial design a cosplayer since the age of 13 she's competed in numerous craftsmanship contests winning several best in shows and various other awards okay i've won my fair share of best in of uh, best in best in shows you know i'm just all right i can go off and do whatever you know okay Victoria <laughs> Victoria Schmidt. She is the co-founder of the geek fashion and style blog setostunning.com. A passionate fan of cosplay since high school, she's especially proud of being Princess Leia on Lucasfilm's Star Wars float and the 2007 Rose Parade. Okay. Okay, now if she, if she was to do it again, there'd be a giant Disney logo right under her ass. <laughs> Tattooed, probably. <laughs> well, you are working for the great with a great mouse, so let's see. Chloe Dykstra was almost fated to be in the cosplay community. Her father is an FX legend, having worked on the original Star Wars and Star Trek films. Actress and model, she hosts the Just Cause show on YouTube's Nerdist channel. I happen to watch one of her uh, episodes. I like her. I, I, I you gotta like, admit, I perked up when I heard Dykstra, mostly because the only one I'm familiar with was on the was on the Phillies from the in the mid early nineties. I I, li- <laughs> I like her. I mean, she she's more she's sarcastic as they come. I can respect that. All right, see, she'll probably be their like sole sole contributor of dry humor. Yeah, she will probably be the only reason why I will watch it. <laughs> 
Let's see. Jessica Marizan and Holly Conrad. We have a tag team coming in. Jessica's oh, shit. Tag team champions. I'm the tag team champions. I'm the tag team champions. Anywho. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's performed in regional theater in Southern California since she was five years old. Together, she and fellow cast member Holly Conrad co-founded a costume fabrication shop, cosplay community, and new media entertainment company. Holly was mentored by her very qualified grandfather, Doris Lanfer, an FX animator for Disney and other companies. She now works in the special effects business for several major studios, in addition to her business with Jessica. All right. Becky Hmm. Young. She has created costumes since attending San Diego Comic-Con in 06. A trained actress, she has voiced video game Nussie on Maximum Radio and was a judge on CBS Sports' Guitar Hero competition show. She lives in Burbank. Wait, there was a professional guitar hero. What? Am I hearing that right? Yes, you heard that right. CBS Sports had a guitar hero competition show. Well, it probably was just as bad as their Dance Dance Revolution show. That was pretty bad. Oh, no. (laughs) You remember that show, don't you? I, you know, I actually didn't see any of that, but just saying those words in in that order sounds like a train wreck. Yeah. You, you actually gag a little bit when you say it, don't you? This just proves that Konami was whoring themselves out for a cheap dollar. I don't know. Vashel would have been on that show. would have tore it up. Mm. Hello. And last but definitely not least, Jesse Loggers. Jesse lives in Portland, Oregon, where he works as a software systems administrator. He hopes that the success in cosplay competitions will lead to his own business creating costumes and props. He is a stickler for realism and authenticity in all the costumes he creates. From what I can see, every person here has contributed something big where it will get people to watch the show. These are not a bunch of nobodies like King of the Nerds. Well, you know, what gets me, though, is the links in this article. Yeah. I I would like to see these names link to a portfolio or something to show me. Because I've been in the cosplay mm-hmm. world since 2006, and I don't know half these names. Yeah, Same neither do I. Yaya Hamas is the only one I recognized. Same here. I know. One, two, three, four. I know four of them. The other one, two, three, four, five, I couldn't tell you from Adam. Well, I tell you what. After everything is said and done and the dust settles, if Yaya Ha comes out as the winner of this, do not shit a brick. Because to me, it'll be like, well, who, who, really, who really saw that coming? I mean, it just seems like everything is so staged and so rigged. It's, I mean... How are they pulling this off? Because I have not heard reports of these, these show of this company going to the conventions, filming a little section where they're having a live elimination round after the masquerade in front of a large studio audience. I would like make to it based see them. On popular vote that can make it even worse. Yeah, I would like to see them actually. Well, this is just me. I've always preferred to uh, promote for and and um, comment on mm-hmm. profiles and, and pages of people who have less than 500 likes. Yes. 
because I think it's retarded to be a page that has, like, for example, 17,000 likes and you share Yaya Han's page on Follow Friday. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Sure, go ahead. I don't follow but... <laughs> her. I don't follow Jessica Negri. I don't follow Vampy. But I don't follow a bunch of them because truth of the matter is it doesn't concern me, neither on my exactly. private or on my public one. Now, since I know you and what you can do, of course I'm going to like your fan page. If I see other cosplayers out there taking pictures of and they have a like page, I got no problem liking them. But when you do that one cosplay and you think you're hot shit and you open up a like page because of that one costume, slow your roll. You ain't all that just yet. It's it's just sad because they've they've picked a lot of people. Some of them deservedly have that many likes, but the others, I I don't know who they are. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> I don't mean to offend them if they hear this. I I just don't know who you are. Maybe it's because I'm from the Midwest and we know nothing. But <laughs> it's it's just odd to me that they they pick. Uh, well, it's not odd at all. Actually, they they pick the T and A showing uber popular, look good in photos kind of people. When I would much rather watch a show about. People who like a mixed bag of folks that maybe don't look as good in pictures, but their work is stellar. That would interest me. (laughs) I had a friend say earlier that there's enough drama in cosplay without creating it. I mean, the uh, the anger that we feel when your sewing machine needle breaks or your bobbin thread runs out and Mm -hmm. you just sewed a six foot long thing of trim. and You didn't even realize it until you got to the end or. Sometimes when you just get angry at your wig head and you have to punch it in the face. But <laughs> See, you know what? If they really want to make this really entertaining for me, make one of the judges Gordon Ramsay. I'll watch the shit out of it. <laughs> your cosplay is so unfinished. The fabric is still on the shelf of the fabric store. <laughs> <laughs> I went looking for that to put on a friend's wall and I could not find it. That was the best ever, especially yes, because I've been going to like four different Joannes just to try to find this one fabric for my next cosplay because they're always out of it. Well, if we go to the chat room real quick, we got um, Yaya is a legend of cosplay and she's been doing it for 10 years. OK, I get that. Where I said, I've been doing this for 15. Where's my legend status? God damn it. Oh, wait, since I don't follow with all the popular cosplayers and root them on and so forth and I'm not coattailing. I didn't get my legend status. Oh, well. <laughs> and we also have... Well, that's because you don't have fake boobs. And every, or well, any for that matter, but that's not the point. Hey, hey, I got my man boobs, damn it. <laughs> See, what else we got in the chat room here? In regards to the fighting game, Scarlet goes, did you hear about the unlockable Kevin Lillard? And Anton Mark <laughs> goes, in before the Usagi Co. DLC. Oh, no. Hit, we have hidden final battle with Sailor Bacon. Bonus round, you go after Duel and Dan. And the, oh, no! The sad part is, oh, we would be the only ones that would get that. The current generation is like, huh? Who? It's probably better that they didn't. Well, look. Look, Usagi Ko, she's off playing Warcraft, so she's, so she's happy. It is what it is. She's lost. Eh, whatevs. <laughs> now you have uh, Proud Asian and uh, 
God, I don't know who any of the other trolls are. I stopped paying attention like four years ago and haven't paid attention ever since. I mean, it's like I said, you know, in some ways cosplay is like high school, but on the same token, cosplay is almost like the recording industry if you think about it. Cosplayer, you're an artist. Every convention you have a new costume, an artist has a new album every so often. And then Yeah, but he doesn't use one cosplay to plug the next one, does he? If you're teaming up with if you're part of a, a big photo shoot or a giant group doing a group skit or something like that. So yeah, there you go. Then you got me who did who came up with all these number one hits, did another number one, didn't hit as high, and said, fuck it. I'm going to go into producing. So I kind of ended up like, what's his name from Limp Biscuit? I'm behind the scenes producing. You're the P. <laughs> Diddy of cosplay. If I was the P. Diddy of cosplay, trust me, I wouldn't be living in this little apartment. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, better, better comparison than Limp Biscuit. Mm. No, no. Limp Biscuit probably works. Yeah, and ActF says Sailor Bacon, who is the current admin of GameFAQs, who all and he also runs AnimeLyrics.com. So, and I do have a picture of him from Animazement somewhere dressed as Sailor Bacon. Oh no! Yeah, it, it, it's somewhere on the on, on the on the on the fan page, but Sailor Bubba, he's from Anime Central. He's a bouncer. Mm. Well, at least, um, at least Manfei is not on this list. Oh, good lord! Well, See, that would be hilarious. If I was going to be in this, I would be that joke character, and I would have Manfei and Sailor Bubba as my helpers. Well, you're Dan, you're the Dan of cosplay. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Come on, I I don't do serious cosplay. Well, that could be your finisher, where someone's like, get serious. You quickly change into Mandy, and you smile. (laughs) Fatality. (laughs) Mako wins. Oh, God. Cosplay Legends Cosfu Edition. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Catbox. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Somebody start up the Kickstarter. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I mean, hey. Hey. If Homestuck can pull $2.5 million in two days, I know we can do the same. (laughs) <laughs> god all right you know i don't i don't mean to uh to to like bash any of those folks that are in it either because mm-hmm. i'm sure some of them are they're decent in their own right but the fact is they're they're naming folks i've never heard of and exactly. i've been cosplaying for almost eight years same here <laughs> But like I said, the article, mind you, if you go link back to the original article on sci-fi, there are no links to these people to what they've done. You just have to go wiki or Google them, you know? <sighs> Look, if we, if we can handle the homestucking, we can survive this. I suppose you're right about that. Sometimes I have to be the black voice of reason. Sometimes. <laughs> and usually that's not very much. Anyway. Mm. All right, let's move on. Cause what I thought was going to be a few minutes is take up the bulk of the podcast. Let's just keep going, okay? <laughs> Emily, would you care to join us and throw in your two cents on some of the stuff that we have to talk about? Sure. 
Alright, okay. Now, the next article is Icky Toes in the Musical. All I have to say is, well, if you have a Naruto musical, Prince of Tennis musical, and Bleach musical, and the return of Sailor Moon, this should not be too far off. There's a Naruto musical? Yeah, there was a Naruto... I believe there was one. Or there was talk of one. I have... That I do recall. If it happened. Rose of Versailles. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. And Takarazuka. Come on, that's awesome. And people are complaining about the direction of the new Sarah Miyu going Takarazuka. I'm like, if it works, it works. Don't knock it till you've tried it. <laughs> yeah, Takarazuka, the ladies that are in that are really, really amazing. Um,. I'm a big fan of some of the shows that they've done because some of my favorite shows from Austria have only been exported to Japan, mm. strangely enough. But they do a great job. They're pretty talented, and I love their costume designs. But Ikitus in the musical, I'm thinking this is going to require a large amount of spare spanks to wear under the skirts. Well, it is a premium cost for premium service. What can I say? (laughs) But that's, I guess it's a bit the least of our troubles because Mako here is going to tell us about something else that popped up on on our radar recently and some fans are not too thrilled of it, including me. Yeah, it seems that um, TLC decided that they because it's getting close to uh, one of their anniversaries. Um, They're celebrating the 20th anniversary of their hit song, Waterfalls, by re-recording it. And um, they're bringing on Nami Amaro to take over for Lisa Left Eye Lopez. And the problem is, is that... um, well, she she basically um, does left eyes rap in that, which is very very classic and very very much a left eye thing. And considering that she also has uh, basically has a writing, um, like she's one of the people that actually wrote the song. Um, to actually take her part in that song and give it to somebody that uh, speaks very uh, Englishy, oh. it completely it completely warps the the meaning of that song. I mean, it's it's '90s R&B. Um, TLC is very very popular, and the whole song is supposed to be very dramatic and sad and talking about loss and things like that and then all of a sudden you have this very poppy kind of soft English that you can barely understand what's being said except for like very certain parts of it but again it's very Englishy and a lot of people including Left Eye's family are really, really pissed off. One, uh, the Lopez family is pissed off because they were never consulted in any of this. And considering that 
uh, Left Eye does have writing credits on the song, you would think that at least her estate would be told, hey, look, we're redoing this and we just want you to know. Unfortunately, not so much. Um, and as I said, you're taking something that's very, very classic, that is very, very well known, and something that because Lisa Left Eye Lopez died in a car accident, mm-hmm. um, something that a lot of her fans be have become very attached to. And they are. A lot of people, a lot of people are pissed off. I mean, some people are like, oh, well, um, Nami Amaro is a very good uh, singer, and if you just hear her stuff, it's really, really good, and she doesn't have that. Like, she, she goes all over the place in the voice spectrum. But again, that's Japan, and that's her doing her own thing. I, I, people have called her the Japanese Britney Spears, I think. Whoa. At one point. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Trust me. Yeah. I've heard Britney Spears, and I listen to a lot of J-pop artists. No. Ayumi Hamazaki is more of a Britney Spears. Well, I'm just saying, that's what yeah. some people have dubbed Nami Armuro. Um Just that she's got that energy and the the poppy kind of stuff but anyway um so yeah a lot of people are pissed off and the song if it like everything up to the rap is actually really really good because most of that were was the other two members of tlc yeah um i have i have to say it would uh it would almost be more more reverent if they left it out that's what some but, radio stations do in my area. They just well, yeah, that, that's, cut out that's the uh, radio rap part edit. Any, completely. Yeah. Now, and a lot of people think that what they should have done is that they should have left the rap in in honor of Lisa, mm-hmm. and had just stuff added to it by um, Amaro. Yeah, that, that yeah. I agree. Just something either at the ends, just extending it, or just taking that end piece. Because all they're doing is singing the chorus over and over again, taking that end piece and giving that end piece to her. Okay. Uh, Lisa but something, left something to, Yeah, I mean, yeah. they should have done something to basically honor the one of the founding members of their freaking group. Well, we go to the chat room real quick. We have some very interesting comments at live.vognetwork.com. We have, what's next? Utada Hikaru doing James Hetfield's vocals and Master of Puppets? Um, no. Utada Hikaru is awesome in everything. Avril Lavigne butchered System of a Down. Up next, AKB48 covers Slayer. And people can listen to Japanese Spear Britney. I'll be sitting in the corner listening to Anne Tashuya. Japanese Spear Britney. Oh, God. Well, I, well, look. <laughs> there was probably a better way to say that. Now, as somebody who really enjoys uh, Japanese hip-hop, I already said there are other artists that could do a lot better than her. But here is the part that Mako-chan was referencing to, if I can pull up real quick. The fuck? Yeah. 
I now expect Weird Al to redo phony calls with MC Frontalot right now. Somebody fund it. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Now, I suggested Crystal K because she, she, she is a wonderful artist. She's one of the songs she's done here. And we all know this one. So what did you think of that? Mm. No. He's a pretty good singer. Well, that is the end one end it's theme from Full Metal Alchemist. But again, it, it, no, it's good singing, yeah. but again, it's no nobody's going to be able to pull that rap off. Well, how about It's not the right style. Well, you're right. I, I mean, grant, granted, this song is just being released right now in Japan, and that's it. It's not really being released in the States. But at the same time, nobody is really going to be able to take that piece, which is so classic Left Eye, and be able to do it justice. And you're right. I'm just saying Crystal K could, could do a better job than Nami. Now, here's another group, Hartsdales. I think they could do a pretty good job at it, too. All right. Here we go. I see you. You see me. I got too much candy pop in me. Jimmy, me. Run. Diggy. Jewel. Roll the high. On the CS's track. Here we go. Let me skip it up a little. I have a really hard time listening to rap in any language other than English and not looking like I just swallowed a sour warhead. I understand completely. I understand because I don't like most of what rap that's coming out on the radio but i like this because because this style of of j hip-hop is like during the 80s and the 90s when it was good music Personally, yeah that that's the, those are the two stations i have sirius xm in my in my car mm-hmm. and those are the two stations i listen to all the time 80s on eight and 90s on nine i don't blame <laughs> you but i'm just saying that hard sales rum and jewels could did the rap a lot better crystal k could have done the rap a lot in other words anybody else Except Naomi Amuro could do the rap better. That—that's—that's—that's <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's some kind of special. Now let's, let's um cover this one last article, and we starting to wrap things up, which is about Sailor Moon, something that we're all familiar with. <laughs> Yay! And it looked why stupid Amazon. There we go. Let's see. According to Anime News Network, the anime start d- date is teased at the turn of the calendar year. Because first we heard it was going to be summer, then we heard August, then we heard October, then we don't know. Then a collector sh- uh, brick was shot with the new Sarah Miyu. Then we're told, oh, it's going to be out between November and January. I don't care. Just bring it to me. So there's going to be... Um, 
a live concert with Monroe Clover Z, who is doing the new song for Sailor Moon. We don't even know what it is yet. Um, more merchandise will be coming out in October, including the uh, Sailor Mercury figure, which is now available on Amazon. And now they're saying between is December. Me? <laughs> well, the link is on my Facebook, uh, which was posted yesterday. If you need to find it. Gotcha. Thank you, good sir. Yeah, welcome. I'm just more pissed. I have to wait till next summer to get Venus. That's just that's wrong. <laughs> yep, the uh, unofficial dates for Jupiter, uh, Mars, and well, Jupiter and Venus, since Mars is due out in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jupiter in February for my birthday, and Venus in April. Uh, that'll be well. That'll be an early birthday present to me. But as well, per- I told you, if you're good, I'll buy you Venus. Why? Thank you. Well, as according to the article here, December 2013, January 2014, new anime starts, more goods to happen. Um, August issue of Kodansha's Nakayoshi Magazine teased on Wednesday that Moimo Clover Z idol group will be have, will have a surprise. I'm going to assume at the live concert they're going to perform the new theme song. Ooh. And as of now, the only way you can find out anything if you go to moonkitty.net or mistdream.org, which we have an affiliate with for posting articles, or if you know your kanji very well, following um, Osabu on Twitter. <laughs> but I t- Every time I hear that, I just think of the little pig drawn in the... Uh- in the margins of the original manga release, which is sitting in a box mm-hmm. under my bed. <laughs> but I, I tell you what about the music, the new Mew musical. If they don't, I'm telling you, this, I have this. I have a feeling this is going to happen. If they don't do Lost Soldier, I think a lot of Mew fans and cosplayers are going to rally up, collectively flip a table, buy a ticket to Japan, and raise hell. Well, you know that as soon as you said the word Mio, I went da da na 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 da na na na. Just so you know, that is that is my current ringtone because of the news that is coming out. <laughs> yeah, well, I really, really like these keychains, so, so do I, I pre-ordered them. Where'd you pre-order them from? I was- really tempted to buy one of those rings but i cannot justify spending two hundred dollars on a silver ring that doesn't yeah even have a no, see, in it. see see I, I i would buy it wait till they sell out put it on ebay three hundred dollars go at it yes that is why we can't have nice things no <laughs> no the reason why we can't have nice things is because people who are buying tens and hundreds of packs east badges and turning them around selling them for five times the cover value Mm-hmm. Or the people, or the people that go to special convention events and then go on their YouTube pages afterward and say, "Oh, but I didn't buy a badge." If I had a nickel for every time I heard that and saw somebody do it, uh, well, I would not mind another Venus keychain. I can put it on my 3DS XL since there's now since there's two places for uh, keychains. Oh, that's right. You have the XL. I just yeah. had the normal version. Yeah, the X. Yeah, that's. I'm kind of happy because Marco got me the keychain, and I'm like, my current phone, the case doesn't have a spot for. What am I going to do with it? And then I noticed as I was looking, I'm like, perfect. Put it right there. I've been actually yeah. putting them on my keys. 
<laughs> well, knowing the way I shuffle my keys around, it would fall off and break. But one of my oh. one of the other staffers, uh, Taiki, he got me an actual Sailor Venus keychain. It looks like like a normal like keychain you put on your keys. I have that on oh. there, which is pretty cute. It's Chibi Venus and Artemis on it. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, I can tell you right now that these six are actually going to hang off of my lamp. That right. The lamp that uh, Ranma that uh, you yeah. had mm-hmm. that you gave me. Yeah. That's the scene from Japan. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to hang them from that from the bottom of it. That's pretty cool. Like like that little bump on my ceiling. I could actually tape the keychains across there if I wanted to. I could do that, but I won't. <laughs> and we go to the chat room again. Auntie Mark goes, That reminds me, I need to attempt to fix my Magican Ronka cell phone dangler thingy. Now, bef- <laughs> before we uh, cut to break for our final break, something I, I want to bring up. Now, it's, it's a given from time to time, articles will pop out and we think it's true. Then we come to find out it came from a satire site. Now, if I know it's satire, I'll make some type of common comment about it. Make you think if it's legit or not. Last week, I posted a post about four kids getting the rights to Magical Madoka and renaming it to Magical Molly. And they're mm-hmm. converting it from 12 episodes to 40 episodes. <laughs> I posted, I said nothing. Let people assume shit. So, as I was listening to one of my uh, podcasts, they actually brought this up, saying that Four Kids Canada picked up the rights to Magica Madoka and making Magical Molly. And they made a comment of how, if the dub of Molly will be the same Molly from Sailor Moon. Oh, dear God. Yeah. I, I actually contacted them and told them, uh, this is a satire. This is a fake article. It's not true. But I'm like, everybody knows four kids went under after Konami beat the living crap out of them. <laughs> How? There is no four kids. It's just four. They're gone. It was a parody. It's not real. Don't think any Plex is going to do that. They're too busy raping people on the DVDs by charging 80 bucks for four episodes. And as we go to the chat, ActF says that was a low-worthy post. Yes, yes, it is because even though we all know for a fact, Four Kids is gone. You mentioned Four Kids is dubbing this or dubbing that. People ought to, will forget that they're gone. But what is this? They still took it at face value. <sighs> yeah. And on that note, I think we should mute mics and just start wrapping things up. What do you what do you all think? Works for me. Sounds good. I want yeah. my gelato. You can have <laughs> your gelato. So we will be back.
I hope you're not too pissed that we went a little bit longer than normal, Mako Chan. Tired, and I want my gelato. You can have your gelato. <laughs> We've gone far later than this, anyway. True. Yeah, but I haven't had to get up in the morning lately, and now I do. Well, what time do you have to be up? Mm, eight hours from now. Well, so do so I. You don't hear me complaining. Hmm. What about yeah, well, even sweeter? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> I said save it for tomorrow and it'll be even sweeter. No, must has gelato. <laughs> there, and and like, Rama, you can actually live off of five or six hours of sleep. I need eight to ten. And also, Emily, there's something that me and Ari has learned the hard way on this podcast. You don't take the food away from a fat kid. You will feel oh. it. We kind of learned that <laughs> it's the hard way. It's not the food. It's chocolate. That too. It is chocolate. You do not take chocolate away from me. I you found my Thin Mint ice cream at the store again today. You found a what? Thin Mint flavored ice cream. Well, it's not Wait. called that. It's called Mint Cookie. It's by Edie's. Uh, we, we have that here. Yeah. yeah. What's... No, wait. I, to, I picked the Briars one. That's what I picked up. Okay. Yeah. And that whole thing just hit... Turned into a giant debacle on my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Let, 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 let's get the ball rolling here. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We do this for free, which means if we're doing it for free, we're telling you exactly how it is. We're not getting paid for, to tell you what's right and what's not right. We're not biased like that. So definitely check out our website at AnimeGMSession.com. And that's where you can also find our, our podcast, which goes up every Friday. If the event, you can't get to it because of a firewall or something. I've come to discover at my school... Tumblr is blocked at my school. Everything really? else is fair game except wow. Tumblr. And I'm like, this makes no sense. But whatever. Yeah. So if you want to check out our podcast, you can find us at Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Xbox Music, or the Microsoft Store. I think it's both one and the same right about now. So we ask for five-star reviews. If you give them to us, we'll read them right on the air. Uh, Emily, do you have a website you'd like to shill out for us? Well, if anybody would like to follow me, I promise you my cosplay is 100% attention whore free. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, Facebook page is Luna Lady of Light Cosplay. All one word, Luna Lady of Light. And if you'd like to follow our trip for WCS 2014, hopefully our trip to Team USA, you know, we're going to mm-hmm. try hard. Uh, Karma Luna. Karma, like, you know, karma's going to get you. Yep. And uh, Luna, all one word, Karma Luna Cosplay. They're both Facebook pages. Feel free to like us and check out our updates. I will definitely be uh, throwing a link set on our fan page uh, later this week because we have so much. I got coming down the pipe. I don't want to, like, overload everybody. <laughs> um, check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV, where you'll find uh, videos from KatoriCon 2013. I I don't even remember what the next con I did after that. I think it was Spring Fest. I'm going to need a lot of liquor to work on those videos. A lot. Have fun with that. <laughs> You're trying to kid. You can follow us on YouTube. You can find me at DJ Ronma S. Ari is at Ari22682. And Mako-chan is at Ajup Luna. Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us on Twitter so you find out all the information about 
articles are going up on our website when the podcast is coming out, what conventions we're going to, when photos are going up, videos, the whole nine yards. But if you want to follow us individual um, fans, um, hosts on Twitter, be forewarned, we're a lot more crazier on Twitter than we are on the podcast, especially me. You can find me at twitter.com slash S. Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako Chan is at Joe Videa. You can check out our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We're up to 2,664 fans, I believe. Let me double check wow. that number. Wait, wrong page. There we go. No, 2,469. I was close. Just a sketch. All I gotta say is thanks for liking us. As long as you keep liking us, we'll continue to post more photos, articles, videos, all that cool stuff for you. That's what we like to do. And if you want to follow me on on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com slash S, and you can find um, Mako-chan at facebook.com Makoto Mako-chan Kino. And holy shit, I actually looked at the, I actually read it up without having to look at the script. <laughs> Yay! If you have any um, questions, ideas, or suggestions, you can always check us out. You can always contact us through the website. If you head on over to AnimeJamSession.com and click on Contact Us, or you can just send us an email, podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that's podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. I might just change that to something different and make it more universal for the website, because as one good all catch-all. Um, don't forget, we are on the VOD Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Encore Presentation at Thursdays at 1 p.m., but VOD Network, Voice of Geeks, we're more than just anime. If you're into um, pop culture and science fiction, you have Pop Culture, which is 9 p.m. Mondays, British Invaders, 8 p.m. on Mondays, Critical Myth, which is, I believe, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 7, and I also think Saturdays at 12 as well. And if you're into Warcraft, you can check out Girls Gone Wow, Wednesdays at 12, and Horde House, which is now live, Wednesdays at 10 p.m. If you like old-school science fiction, pop culture, and all the craziness that goes behind it, especially if you're a fan of Rocky Horror, Under Sedation Live, 10 p.m. Saturdays, live. I don't think they're doing an episode this week, so you can catch them next week. And definitely check out the Bobby Blackwolf Show, 8 p.m. Sunday, followed by Orange Lounge Radio, Sundays at 9. Bobby Blackwolf Show and Orange Lounge Radio. The, um, the Power Block on Sunday, it's, uh, it's the keystone to the VOD Network, so if you'd like general video gaming and a, having a voice to speak about it, that's where you go. So, um, let's wrap this up real quick. Last words, Ari. I'm still bummed that my family, like, didn't invite me to go down to the shore with them. I'm still, I'm thinking about going down there myself, but, uh, you know, I don't feel like going by, by myself, you know what I mean? Eh, fuck it, throw on some shorts, put on sunglasses, be like... Deal with it and just enjoy yourself. Bitch, it's my town now. Exactly. <clears throat> Mako-chan, last words. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. You just want to stay home and bang the drum all day? No, I actually want to stay home and clean. All right, Emily, last words. Well... If you don't mind cat pictures, I tend to post a lot of cat pictures. <laughs> Mako-chan loves cats. Uh, Ari lo- we all love cats, so it's okay. As long as they're cute. That's true. be awesome. <laughs> I think that's it. So, I'm Ranma. 
I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And that's our awesome guest, Emily. Thanks for listening. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Anime Jam Session. Great fight. Good night. See ya. Later, bitches. Night. Bikini Kawate Oshokyo. I can't. I can't. I'm done. I can't. <laughs> Say goodnight, Mako, for God's sake. Say goodnight. Goodnight, Mako-chan. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.